Okay, guys, we have to talk. Because that's what we do on this. It's all we can do on this is talk. <laughs> we have Famously. To talk. We have to talk. So as, as, as you two know, I've been on this sober alcohol journey where I'm not drinking alcohol for the past two months. And I've had some on my trip to Mexico last week. But um, I'm still trying to as much as possible not drink when I don't feel the need not to. And you know, not, I have to drink with the social little hang with four people. I don't need to drink, you know, there's no need. So this past Friday, a few of my friends and I were going to an art show in the city. And my one friend, Brooke was like, Oh, do you guys want a gummy? So me and my friend Jane took a gummy from Brooke and Brooke took one as well. My other two friends took gummies from someone else. So we had two separate groups of gummies. We're in the art studio. Shout out to heavy slime is the artist's name It's great stuff. I have some clothing from him. My friend Jane is like, Kirk, I need to leave. Like, I don't feel well. I was like, Oh, it's probably just the gummy hitting you. And we're like a small hot room. She's like, no, like I need to go. And then looking back on it, like this guy's art is like very centered around like skulls and like death and like <laughs> existential questions. And I'm like, I could not imagine being as high as she was in that moment and being surrounded in a white art gallery, just white walls with this art staring at you in the face. So she goes outside. She starts to like eyes rolling back. She can't feel her leg. She's on the ground. She's like about to pass out. And my gummy's hitting me as this is happening. And I'm like, oh, I took the same gummy as this bitch. So I'm about to be on the floor too, I guess. So then <laughs> Jane's sister, Mary, yes, their names are Mary and Jane. Uh-huh. And one is dying of weed at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so you can pick who and um they leave and then me and my two other friends are like all right we're gonna go about our night we go get food at the end of that i'm like sitting there waiting to pay the check and my eyes start going fuzzy as if i'm about to pass out and i look at my friend brooke and i'm like brooke, you need to, to take me outside so she like bum rushes me out the door like throws me against the wall at the, outside the restaurant and is like you need to relax and like i know so i'm counting three two one backwards 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 and all of a sudden i can't see anything and i fall to the ground i hit my head on a planter and then they pull me up and they order an Uber. They're walking me in the middle of the street in Philadelphia. Um, I fall completely to the ground on my knees and my knees are completely fucked, scraped still. Um, and I fully had passed out in that moment. Next thing I know, I was in the Uber. I was like, Brooke, you need to stay with me. So they took me to my friend's house so I could keep being engaged with people. Because like, if I go home right now and go to bed, I'm going to have another panic attack. I couldn't be alone. You know, I have one of those feelings. But long story short, I passed out in the middle of the street due to a gummy, which has never happened to me before. I don't know if this happened to either of you guys. Um, we don't know. Brooke threw out the gummies the next day. She felt so bad because she had drugged two of her friends. Wait, I really wish she didn't throw those out. I know. I kind of, I was like, could you at least show us what it was? Like what was in these gummies? Or maybe get them tested. Where did she She took them? them too and she was fine. Brooke's a real bitch. Brooke like- is a real bitch. <laughs> She can take it. Me and, and poor Jane is like, I can never have a gummy again. I'm never, I'm never smoking weed. I'm like, oh, I, I don't feel like that, but I just feel like, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I can't do that. But I just think that that was, it was just weird. I've never had that experience before with, with weed. Have you, either of you passed out from? I, no, no. I mean, a gummy will make me sleepy. Sure. So I often take them you know, at night, yeah. but it's not like I pass out. I feel like edibles rarely hit me hard. I've only had one edible that like really hit me and it was called a TKO and that name was fucking earned. But <laughs> even then it was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like I was yes. just out of it. No, I was, yeah, exactly. yeah, I was out of it. There were moments like where we were mid conversation and, and then I would have come to it and they'd be like, Kirk, start the story. And I was like, what do you mean? I've told the story five times already. And like, you know, you haven't started the story. So like I was like zoning out completely like mid conversation. Is that what's been happening in our group <laughs> chats for the past few years? <laughs> no, no, no. It was bad. But, but it reminded me, I, I used to pass out a lot in church, which is ironic. I think it was because I was gay and they were, I was, God was banishing me out of the church, but that's, that's what it, I haven't passed out in a very long time. So it was really interesting, but um, I don't recommend whatever this gummy was.
what are we here for? What are we here for? We Andrew and I have been corralled into corralled. What a weird, weird word. Have been well, um, you were. corralled to do what we do every week, actually. So we, we, are, we are doing this on our own terms. But, <laughs> but we have no idea what the topic is. We have no light outline of sorts. No research. No nothing. We know nothing. Yes. Erica knows everything. So we're just here. We're here because it's my motherfucking birthday tomorrow on the third. Yes. So if you're a listener, you will not get to celebrate You've my birthday, birthday with me, which I'll hold against you for the rest of my life. We do not need any type of outline because I have it and that's good enough. There is an I in win and right now I am winning. I feel like we've given Erica too much like the last few weeks too much I like know. last week was also <laughs> off the cuff for Andrew so I am literally just putting everyone through the blender and I think I'm doing another episode at the end of the month so I'm really taking this shit over losers this is your February you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> wait has anyone seen the blackening no is that a porn movie oh my god um I've no it. it's it's like a black horror. I don't want to say spoof because it's not like a spoof of anything, but it's like a horror comedy. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a horror comedy, a black horror comedy, and it's very good. Oh, I should watch is it. it just, is it new? It's been, it came out, I think, like in 2022. So it's newer, but it's not like brand new. I have to look it up. And if you don't, then you fucking hate me because it's my birthday. <laughs> But this week's episode, we are giving some opinions on things that I love to talk about. And I think this is actually going to be very fun because I don't think we all sit on the same side of this debate. Oh, discourse. We love discourse. (laughs) So um, tonight we are talking about ghosts, spirits, psychics. All of that woo-woo shit. Um, Because I think before we get, you know, into the month of October, we really need to establish some boundaries. And I need to know where everyone stands on the matter. So um, before we start, I just want to know, Andrew, uh, if you didn't fucking hate me, what would you have gotten me for my birthday? Because the answer was nothing (laughs) in real life. (laughs) Well, I'm horrible at giving gifts because I just forget about it. Because you can't afford them. <laughs> uh, and there's and there's that too. If I was to give you a gift, I would definitely try to find some kind of haunted artifact and hope that it takes over your soul. <laughs> oh, that's a gift for all of us. I mean, I'm sticking with a theme. I mean, yeah, I was going to say, I do love a thematic gift, so I would appreciate the irony in that. Um, Maggie? What would you gift me? Because you do love me. Oh, I would get her someone who could come to her home and like sage it and like give it a whole like vibe. And then I would also get somebody to check out your cat, whether it's like possessed. I like that your gift cancels out Andrew's gift. That's I really (laughs) appreciate that. That's that's kind of a double gift to me because there's also like a little fuck you to Andrew that you threw over there. So I'm into that. Kirk, if you had money um, or a roof over your head. What would you get me? <laughs> That's so funny because I famously have a roof. Uh, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck you. 
Um, what would I get you? Every, all the ideas that just ran through my mind are too offensive to say. Not offensive, like, to you, just to other people that would listen to this. Um, so I think I would get you, um, I would buy you a one-way ticket to Chicago. <gasps> Noted. I'll cash in. <laughs> Erica loves Chicago. Um, no, I would give you that, and then I would give you, um, I want to do something about Paul, but I don't know. Do I give you Paul? You get Paul. Yeah. No, I don't think I want that. That's giving white elephant. White elephant? Regift. Oh, like you're going to regift him? It's not the first time someone returned him. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just kidding, Polly. Love you. Wow. Except for Maggie. Those were all really bad, so... <laughs> I will not be accepting. I will, in fact, smile and then throw it away. So now that we've established that no one knows how to provide me any type of love other than, of course, Maggie, um, I want to know where you sit on the debate. Let's start with ghosts. And I actually want the person who's going to piss me off the most to start. And so that's going to be Andrew. He's literally eating right now, too. And I just want to like disrupt his peace. Keep wolfing it down. <laughs> That's the first thing I've eaten all day. Today was not Aww. an eating day. I feel like no one ate today. It was a work day. I I want to believe. I will say that. I want to believe. I like ghost movies. I like thinking about hauntings. I like ghost tours. But I cannot bring myself to actually believe. Maybe I'm in the minority, but I, I, I kind of think that when For we once. die, we're gone. Wait a minute. I need to unpack both those, all these statements. Number one, Erica, you asked about ghosts. So when you say ghosts, so because ghosts to me, like now that I'm more spiritually inclined, uh, do we mean ghosts just like the lingering of spirit around Earth, like 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 quote unquote a white like blob of ghost type ghost, or are we talking like where Andrew just got to, where he's like after you die, so like what happens? To you? you know what I mean? I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I would say my definition is any energy. That is no longer connected to a physical form that like still exists in some tangible way to us. So whether that be like sight, sound, touch, whatever. That sounded so like <clears throat> that was giving like Zach Baggins or whatever that dickhead's name is from Ghost Adventures. Zach Baggins. I don't know who that is. Is that Frodo's hipper cousin? No, he's like, what happens if like a normal ghost adventure dude did like a lot of cocaine, like a lot. Honestly, it's a good show that you should all watch it. It's like very fake, but whatever. If anybody said that they are a ghost hunter or talked about somebody who's a ghost hunter, I would just automatically assume that they do an abnormal amount of cocaine. So if this man is doing more than what a <laughs> typical ghost hunter is doing, that's pretty impressive. My man is like a ski resort up there. You just like turn his nose up and like little... Will snowflakes fall down? <laughs> I don't know how you can't believe in afterlife, Andrew, or um, spirit, or go whatever I wants to call it. When you've seen that video of Demi Lovato singing to the ghosts, okay? So I don't, <laughs> if you've seen that, there's no questions. Yeah, that was that was pretty convincing. That was convincing. I love how Demi has fully like monopolized on not only aliens but ghosts too, and non-binary people, which all three of them are they real? <laughs> 
Well, she tried to she tried to capitalize on that, but uh, didn't work out for her. Apparently, she hated being non-binary. Right? She I'm said kidding. it was too hard, too difficult. And well, wait. Speaking of non-binary people, <laughs> I want to be a ghost now. I, I'm preparing to just <laughs> no, cut everything that comes. No, this is fine. After this, is, this. Uh, this is not bad. I had some time on my flight to Mexico, reflecting on life for the four hours that I was on the flight, and I was just like thinking about my gender, which maybe I've never really done. <laughs> Not me coming out as non-binary on the podcast. I I was like, I was just like, I'm not, I don't know what caused me, but the book I was reading, yes, I can read, or the podcast I was listening to, not this, <laughs> not this one. And I was trying, something inspired me to like, um, think about my gender. I was like, I really don't feel like just like a man. And I was like, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm, maybe I'm non-binary. So I told my friend Dylan, we got off the plane. He was like, Girl, that flight was only four hours. Like this wasn't a flight to Australia or to like India. You, what is, why is <laughs> So the whole trip, he was, we were joking that I was like, which I still stand by my, my thoughts of like, I don't identify completely as, I don't, I don't know what I'm saying. But anyway, the joke was by the end of the trip, we le- were walking through customs and like, you know how they take a picture of you to match your, um, to like locate you or whatever. So Dylan gets his picture taken, he walks on by and then the, the customs agent takes my picture and he goes, oh, it doesn't recognize you. And then I look at Dylan and I'm like, it's because I'm non-binary now. <laughs> and it doesn't match my picture in the system. Anyway, I, where was I going with that? Oh, back to ghosts. Um, <laughs> I think we need, to I need to change your mind on this, Andrew. You can't just think this is it. You can't. You can't. Why not? Because you can't. So you literally think that when we die, we all turn to dust and that's it. Yeah, pretty much. I think it, I think it just, it just lights out. Lights out. <laughs> My thing is when you think about ghosts, it's just energy. And we all know that you can't destroy energy andrew it's called fucking science i'm i'm totally open to the idea that there's like a soul or some sort of metaphysical level to existence but i haven't seen it myself or experienced it now i know that people people have very strong experiences and i i don't want to discount that now obviously some of that could be it could be drugs um it could be something as innocuous as carbon monoxide poisoning but it, it could be something, but I just, I just don't know. Um, I'm not against the idea. I, I guess I could say I'm agnostic on it. So many people grow up believing some version of Christianity. Um, and even in other religions, this concept exists of like a soul and the soul being something that's outside of your physical body, outside of the physical world. You might believe that everybody's soul already exists from the beginning of time. And then you're basically just assigned a body and, and, you know, sent to earth. Um, other religions believe in reincarnation, which, you know, if I had to choose, I think I would pick reincarnation. Cause I think that's, uh, that's a really cool concept. What do you think you'd be reincarnated as? Once again, it depends on what, uh, what religion we're going with. Are you being reincarnated as a, another human being or are you coming back as another species entirely across species what would you i mean kirk is already giving plant but i'll give him the opportunity to maybe prove me wrong with something else. i would love to come back as a plant i think with reincarnation i just listened to a podcast about you everyone should read this book it's called many lives many masters i didn't read it um i listened to it and it was actually really good to listen to but um it's about this doctor that was a psychologist in the like seventies and eighties. And he was working with a patient. He would hypnotize them and he would like get them p- pass through traumas and through um, 
like issues they had, like anxiety or depression or bipolar or whatever. And his one client, he was when she was being hypnotized by him, was going really deep into it. It was different than any other any other one. Basically, what was happening is she was going in past life regression and she was like learning about all her past lives and start to speaking to him when she was under hypnosis. And then she would she would start telling him things that like about him and his family and his son who had died and all this stuff was communicating to her him and she, he she the client or the patient knew nothing of his life so that's how he believed it anyway the whole book is about like all of their sessions and it's about all these past lives she lived that she realized and when she like opened them all up in this therapy sessions essentially with him she was able to heal a lot of things like, one was like she had this weird breathing like choking like she didn't like people touching her neck and then. Like in the physical form that she was in then, and then when they were doing the past life regression stuff, she they she died one way by being hung, and like they would once she realized that and like came out of that that session, she no longer had this fear or this whatever it was with her neck. Um, so but hers was like she had lived like fifteen, eighteen different lives or something, and then it just explains the idea of like it, it's it's interesting because it's hard for me to understand to fully grab the concept of because it's weird to it disassociates you from yourself. So like when you die, your soul isn't my soul isn't Kirk, you know what I mean? It's like it is what it is, but like right now it's in the form of me. Um, and I'm here to learn a certain lesson that I didn't learn in a past life or something. Um, but it's hard to compl- I think for people to fully grasp it because I'm like, why do I care so much about this life? Did I care about the other life that I was in before? Like the way I care about this life. Why don't I remember that? Will I remember this? Like it's, it's hard when you, people don't want to think, I think that deep about it. Cause it gets scary. I never really believed in past life regression, past life stuff as much as I do or, or reincarnation as much as I do now. Um, I don't know where I stand on like being reincarnated as like something non-human, but I think it's possible, I guess. Andrew, what would you come back as? Ideally, we all know you're going to be like a rock or something, <laughs> but I would love to come back as a dog. They have great lives. Here's a question. Do you think that if you see someone in a dream and they give you a message, do you think that's just your subconscious delivering a message to you? Or do you really think that that person is like, affecting you in some way like their spirit or their soul is affecting you in some way is it someone we're talking about that's past or could it be somebody that's alive that's a good question let's go with someone who's past just for the sake of like today's episode so my one thought because i've looked into this before around people that have passed when you see them in your dream is there's this thing called visitation dreams that when someone has passed that comes to visit you in your dream and it's not every time in your dream, but you know the difference between a visitation dream and then one. Because, for example, like our dreams could be wildly crazy. Like my dream tonight could be like me and uh, Barack Obama having sex or something, you know, which I guess it's not that crazy now because he's gay. But um, <laughs> but like I wouldn't wake up tomorrow and be like, oh, I got to find a way to Mr. Obama and figure out if, he, if this is a real dream. He's like, but first I would call him Tucker Carlson. But I not the fanfic. <laughs> I know my mind is like. Barack, um, let me see that cock. So, I oh, that's no. a good one. That's got to be up there somewhere. Um, I think so. My one of my good friends that you guys know has passed away seven eight years ago. Taylor, um, I've had many dreams since then that she's in them, and I have this realization while asleep in the dream, consciously when I'm asleep, mm. which just makes no sense. You know what I mean? I can I understand in the dream. I'm like, why is she here? And like. That shouldn't, like, in theory, I should be able to, that shouldn't be a crazy thought. She's a part of my mind. I'm having a dream. My dreams come from most things in your mind, supposedly. So, like, questioning her existence in my dream should not be something that I always do. And I always call it out to her. And she never speaks, which is another thing, apparently, that is a visitation. They don't speak to you. But um, I'll wake up, and if I wake up really happy or, like, just very pleasant in the morning, um, and they say that that's partly a visitation dream. So I think there's either a sign the person's trying to send you or they're just saying hello, but it's very much 
like a real appearance as opposed to like my mind just like thinking about Taylor and bringing her into my dream like anything else. Um, so mm-hmm. I believe that there is possibility for visitation dreams slash soul, spirits or souls or whatever coming back to say hello. I agree in that I, I do think that there have been defining differences in the dreams that I've had where it's been a deceased loved one or I've even had experiences where it was a deceased person who at one time in my life I loved but like for ways that were pretty natural just you know different high schools and that was kind of how friendships dissipate when you're kids yeah I've had her come back to me in a dream too and like it is interesting because the message that she delivered felt very right to the relationship that I had with her but Andrew I'm curious if you have kind of a similar opinion as Kirk and I in that somebody who has passed could be speaking to you through a dream yeah or if it's just your subconscious like brother like get your shit together I'm sure you know what my answer is going to be already but if I truly believe that there is no afterlife then yeah I think that those things that happen in our dreams or in our subconscious are either coincidences or, you know, our subconscious works all the time. So it it could be that stuff that's being dredged up. You know, when I, when I do have dreams, they're usually, you know, nothing that I either really remember or could trace back to something throughout the day. But when I do have something that I remember the next morning, it's usually because I had a conversation the day before or sometime that week, or Mm -hmm. there was something that I'm concerned about coming up later in the week. And, you know, I have a dream about that. Not to say that I haven't had people I know both living and uh, past in that come up in dreams occasionally. Um, But yeah, I think it's just the subconscious, like, you know, for some, something triggered your, your, your subconscious to bring that memory back up. For whatever reason. You're wrong, but cool. <laughs> Kidding. Well, so what's funny to me is like a lot of this, the root of it is like comfort, right? Like it's or not even comfort, but hopefully a way to help someone like process some part of their healing journey or even just to just give them a wake up call that like helps them in some way. But what do you think about the people and programs that kind of use that to their advantage and kind of use it to earn profits from it whether it be something that's a little bit more entertainment based like like ghost adventures is generally harmless like it's they're dealing with abandoned buildings so that's certainly more entertainment value even though it certainly is still faked and there's a subculture of people who try to pursue that and you know, trespass, whatever. But you also have people who are, say, mediums who there are real valid mediums out there. And then they're like the Long Island mediums. So, like, what are your opinions on, I guess, the use of the spirit world and spirituality and this idea of ghosts for entertainment purposes, but also falsifying it completely? I have gone to many a psychic and medium and I think 90% of them have been great experiences that I believe are true. And then some aren't. And I think the some that aren't are like what people think of when they think of a psychic. I don't, maybe not so many more if it could change it, but like it used to be like 
a psychic was like on the boardwalk or like in a weird little shop. And like, it was, they all were very similar vibe of like the same kind of sign and the same kind of older woman and all that kind of stuff that like, who knows they were, if they're real or not. But I think that the stereotype of a psychic is what people think of and what I think makes it not believable to some people. But I did a ghost tour once in Savannah, Georgia, and it was fun. But like, I wasn't, I wasn't like at the end of it, like, man, we, I want my money back. I didn't see a ghost where I think some people think that that's like what it is. <laughs> it's more or less just like a history ghost tour type thing of like, you know, yeah, these are haunted places potentially, but like things actually did happen here that caused them to be quote unquote, what we consider haunted. But I'm not like, I think some people, some people go into those experiences like this is bullshit. We didn't see any ghosts. And then it like completely changes their, or makes them or doubles down on like the fact they don't believe in spirit but mm-hmm. um i think you gotta go to the right psychic i mean you, you guys have heard my stories about psychics and mediums that one crazy medium woman that like remember last year that said she was a medium and she was horrible kurt can you just tell this story oh God, because this story so <laughs> long. um i can give a, a, a bridged version this is a woman in philadelphia that i, I want to find her name because i need everyone needs to know not to go to this woman Hold on, i'm gonna find this woman right now She's like an older woman. I, I The pictures I saw, I thought she was like 70 max. No way. This woman is 99 when I went to this woman person's house. Like she is much older than her pictures and her bio and her website um, are giving. But her name is Valerie Morrison. Um, wow. She has a 4.4 star review with that over 300 reviews on Google. This is crazy. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> she's so i she, she has like one of those like reputations i think in philadelphia that she's like been this medium for 40 50 years and she's helped the fbi and saw this media and every but everything is so dated and her website is insanely scary if you go on it but anyway long story short i went to her knocked on her door she had like nra stickers on her door i walk in she shuts the door behind me and i'm sitting in her living room it's just like an episode of hoarders to a like 10th degree it was like so much shit on the walls and then i'm sitting in her living room and she starts saying to me how the other night, these three men came and they were they, they knocked on my door. So, of course, I walked up with my gun behind my hand because that's what you do when you live alone. But she doesn't live alone. She lives with her, her um, brother who lives downstairs. And long story short, she told me that it was three black men. So she had to take her gun out. So there was this is within 30 seconds of being in this fucking home. She's an NRA sticker and she's openly being a racist um, in front of me. And then she asked me to go in her. That's when I tried to leave. She's like, no, come into my living room. I mean, into my, into my office. I sit in her office. She locks the door and shuts it. And then continues to tell me where her guns are and then um starts my reading and the reading was so bad she basically was like asking me to tell her people in my life that have died and so i she asked me to show her a picture so i showed a picture of my friend taylor and um she looks at the picture of taylor looks at me and she goes so she's passed and i was like yeah like <laughs> you asked me to bring a picture of people in my life that have passed like i don't need a psychic to tell me my friend is dead and then she was like but she's you know for a black woman she's beautiful <gasps> and I was like, Kirk, I don't know if I remember yeah, yeah. that. <laughs> she was like, for a black woman, she's beautiful. And I was like, yeah, she got her smile. Yeah. And then I was like, um, I, don't, I don't remember. The whole thing was crazy. Long, like she just basically kept kept being asking me to show people that have died. And then she eventually was like, your grandparents, they're dead, right? I was like, no shit. Like most people who are 30 years old have dead grandparents. It's not like earth shattering. And um. <laughs> So if you go to this woman, I would fully believe not to believe in psychics or anything, but she's a bad representation of that. I think she probably had the gift at some point or still does, but she's just like old and senile. She loved Donald. She kept telling me she loved Donald Trump. She had a picture with him in her office. Um, so this must be a psychic that he he frequents, which would make sense. Could you imagine if you and Trump shared a psychic? She told me at the end, she was like, Pink, you know, Pink, the singer, she's come to me. She And I was like, what? <laughs> 
anyway, she, Valerie Morrison, stay away from her if you, if you, what a waste of, I think it was like a hundred, it must have been like 150 bucks probably that I'll never see again, but it made for a good story. This episode is not sponsored by Valerie Morris. No. And then I mean, like I left, I left and she's like, she's like, I want to hug you. I want to be friends. Can you come over for, come over for water on the porch? She's like water. I was like, what? Y'all want to offer me a real drink? Water on the porch. Y'all want some water on the porch? And she like hugged me and then it was so fucking weird. She was just happy you weren't black. She was happy oh. I wasn't black. I should have gone to her, honestly. Listeners, I'm going to start a GoFundMe to get me hundred dollars for the session the reviews i truly feel she gave my family a second chance at life valerie treats everyone like a friend that's true she did treat me like a friend she hugged me apparently not if you're black <laughs> well that brings up an interesting point how, how do you think that you would get these abilities or this this knowledge of the beyond and and why would you lose it or could you lose it? Well, I think it was because she's an older woman. Like one of these reviews were here, which was a month ago. It says, um, super nice lady, but I think she has dementia. <laughs> she, <gasps> she kept asking me the same question the whole phone call. And that's all she did. I was asking me questions. She didn't give me any answers. I really needed help with my dad's death. All she did was talk about herself. Not much. No help. She like, so I think, I think Andrew, like with anything else, if you have, like, I think she, she just has a dementia and like, it's just, it's just losing it. So she can't really tap into, I don't know. I mean, maybe she never really had it and she's just a, a hoax. But you gotta be really fucking confident in life to fucking start a business as a psychic if you're not a psychic. <laughs> like, I think about that all the time. How crazy, that, yes. like, how crazy you have to be to like have a business where you are convincing people that you are a psychic when you are not. I'd be so bad at that. Especially because you have to like bank on people coming in and like purposely deceiving you in order to test whether or not yeah. you're a psychic yeah like what's gonna stop me from being like oh yes i did have a great aunt gertrude right going back to your question erica about whether or not we feel that psychics mediums if they're legitimate or not i i do think that the vast majority are con artists or charlatans it's incredibly wrong to me. The fact that they're preying on people who are in very vulnerable states, mm -hmm. who, who did lose somebody. And I think that's partially why it works because you're pretty susceptible in that state. They're already open and ready to hear something like that. Hearing it from a quote unquote expert is, is going to mean a whole lot to them. I can see somebody trying to make the argument that they are genuinely helping these people feel better or giving them a sense of closure. Mm -hmm. I still think that that's not okay because if you are knowingly doing that to somebody, you know, even if it helps them in a way, I still think that the deception now that shatters their whole worldview again. Like what's hard for me to wrap my mind around is the fact that, you know, what this means to people because like it's one thing for when the person comes you give them this reading you never see them again it is another thing when you have those return customers who are now relying on you to like connect to this loved one or like help them heal and there's a very fine line between medium and charlatan therapist right where sometimes people are seeing this person to the point where it's therapeutic in nature for them. And it is the only way that they can process these things. And when you don't even have 
a like enough of a functioning knowledge about how people work on how people's minds work and b the thing that you're claiming to do is fully fake then like you're a real piece of shit but that's end stage capitalism <laughs> kirk i know you've had experiences with psychics i am doing my first vedic reading tomorrow and kirk had done one before and we were talking about it a little bit before we started recording but andrew do you think you would ever personally go to a psychic say this vedic reading is on the money and like for the listeners who don't know i don't know if this is all vedic readings or just the specific one but there there's like actual dates that they provide with like relevant events to that date is that correct kirk yeah, it's just a, a different type of astrology. I don't know this. I, I may be wrong, but I think it's Indian cultures. It is, yeah. Basically, you give all your information. They read your chart, like any astrologist. And I don't even know if this would be labeled under like a psychic, but um, she basically reads your chart and then the kind of like intuitively like knows who you are based upon that and then tells you some things based upon your chart. But I think it all goes back to your chart. So it's different than just a like cold reading. So I thought it was interesting from like a learning about that astrology. I think astrology is even is part of spirit, but a whole different yeah. Conversation. That's a whole other episode. I think Andrew should. I think we should have a psychic come on and we do Andrew live. Whoa! No, I want to know about Andrew's past lives. He's like a thousand years old. That's not how past lives work. I assume he just like reincar. He just like turns to dust. <laughs> he's never every been, sixty years he just kept coming back as himself. <laughs> That's right. You did give me a tarot card reading when we I completely forgot about that. That was fun. Not the camping. Well, the camping wasn't fun. Camping the tarot was fun. Card reading. <laughs> <laughs> the camping was fun. That was almost a year wow. ago. Wow. R.I.P. to Paul. He's dead. Wait a minute. Keep going, Andrew. I would do it. I participated in that. It was fun. Okay, call it fake to my face, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> it's very hard for me to tell like how much of it is um suggestion um and how much of it is is you know real because obviously like there were things in those cards that made sense to me but things can be very broad yeah yeah i think so tarot is interesting because i think when like erica does it or a friend does it or someone does it like erica has studied the cards so she knows them and but she's not like identifying herself as like a professional tarot card reader even but even the professional tarot card readers who don't have psychic ability they just are good at tarot um it's not even that it's I, I just take like these are like these cards are falling for me for a reason. And these are the signs I'm supposed to yeah. be taking. For, like this is a sign for the universe. So like I have a few different little decks. None, none of them are really technically tarot, I guess, but um, they are in a way. I pull one every so often and I just take from it what I think is important to take from it. And there's a reason I pulled that card. And there's also like YouTube people that I watch that do tarot readings. They just know it so well. And when I like stumble upon one that's like from when I'm from like being a Pisces, so it's for all Pisces. I know it's not a reading personally for Kirk, but I just like take what I think is important from it that reads to me. Um, but personal readings are obviously a little bit, you take it a little bit more. But I think, again, that that to me is more like the universe than it is spirit. But I guess it's all the same kind of thing. I'm in the same boat as you, Kirk, where I do think that there's a little bit of a difference between tarot. Like tarot readers often will like say outright, like, I am not a psychic. Like, this is not something that you should take as, like, guiding advice. Like, I'm not telling you, like, to do something. This is just what I'm pulling yeah. and I'm interpreting it to you. There are people who will attach a psychic element to that. I personally don't agree with that, but obviously that's just my opinion. I think the great thing about tarot is it's accessible. If you can pull the cards and look them up, 
take what resonates, leave what doesn't. That's great. Um, I think what's so concerning when you look at like a lot of these, you know, fake psychics and these fake mediums is oftentimes they are giving guiding advice. And so I guess a better way to ask this question to both of you is if you go to a psychic and they tell you all the things that make sense, all the things that are like, yes, this is me. Yes, this is me. Yes, this is true. Yes, I have this person and they're being specific. And they end the session by giving you advice, like life advice. Say you're considering a new job and they're saying, yes, take this job. Would you go forward with your life taking that advice or would you just maybe use it as a consideration piece? I don't think I would. I I think they would have to give me some very good reasons behind it. Like if they said, okay, from here are all the things you said today, then, you know, here's why I think you should take that job or quit your current job. If those reasons made sense, I, I think that I would value that as another person's outside opinion. I agree. If it spoke to me in the way that I know I want to leave my job or there was a new opportunity coming up, like maybe I would, I would put into a factor of that, but I wouldn't like, and I went to a cold reading and they just like mention you to quit your job tomorrow. Like, no, I wouldn't just quit my job. But um, if it's if there's a, a good reading with a lot, a lot is being said that is speaking to me and that's part of it, then I would definitely contemplate that I'm being told something that I already know. That's a lot of time what I take with them is if they, you, you're told stuff that you already know. That's when I believe a good reading is is when they're talking to you intuitively and speaking to you about things you already know about yourself that you just are denying or that you need validation or affirmation on. Um, I don't love psychics. The part of the psychic that's like on October 24th, you're going to meet your husband. Like I don't, that I don't care about hearing that. I would rather just like speak intuitively to me. I mean, it's nice to hear stuff like that, but now I'm like on that day, I'm going to be like, where's the person? And then I might just, you know, marry someone that I meet on that day. I was going to say, God forbid you get sick that day and you spend the whole day alone in the house. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I marry myself. You're dying alone. No, but the last person I went to who was really awesome and she's um she is psychic, but she's more of like a psychic. Her business is like psychic, like life coaching. Not life coaching, more like therapy, I guess. It was really interesting because I when I have a good psychic, I take it as a therapy session, to be quite honest. And she's like that, but she mentioned there was a lot of job stuff, but she was giving me like things to do to get to where I want to get to, which was interesting because it isn't just like here, you're gonna be this in seven years and good luck. Like I think that's what a lot of psychics do, and you're just like, Well, how do I do that? So this was she like helps you like figure out what like little steps are to get to things that she sees for you oh. or on your highest self, um, which I really appreciated. But she literally said to me, do not quit your job tomorrow because I see something else for you. Like, that, Don't go to a fucking psychic and ever quit your job or divorce your person or marry somebody because they're telling you that this is going to happen because you need to factor it into what you believe as well and into your intuitiveness. Um, so I liked that transparency that this woman had. I think I agree with both of you. If a psychic says quit your job and I quit my job, it's because I wanted to quit that fucking job. Exactly. Exactly. Like if someone's obsessed with a job and loves it and the next day they're not going to quit their job because like you told them to. It's just not. And if you do and you're a listener, please don't. It's not a good idea. I don't know. I'm shocked. I I thought we'd be a little bit more misaligned. AKA I had a lot less faith in Andrew. But I think honestly... Have you seen the movie Ghost, Andrew? I think if you watch that movie, you'll change your mind. Watching somebody jerk off a piece of pottery with a ghost is going to change my mind. Yeah, like the intimacy of you'll want a ghost. You in danger, girl. All right, 
everyone, there's nothing scarier than being friends with Kirk and Andrew, but somehow they're going to try to give it their best shot at spooking you all. And they're going to tell us their ghost stories. My ghost story is very quick. It was the first time I encountered Andrew. He was there. (laughs) I mean, I'm white, but I'm not that He was there as a presence um, that didn't show up in a physical form, but I did feel some (laughs) level of deep discomfort and social anxiety. And I think that was all because of Andrew. So that's my ghost story. (laughs) Kirk, what's your ghost story? (laughs) So this is like... This is this is what I, what I mean by like ghost versus spirit. Like I believe in like the universe and spirit and like things, signs coming to me from people that have passed away, give me communication. But I've never like had a ghost experience. Where I'm like in my room and I feel like I've, I don't think that I've like seen a, you know I've seen a ghost quote unquote scene or like felt a ghost. I don't think I've had that full experience. But apparently I have and I was asleep for it. So a few years ago I was in New York and I was in a hotel in Chinatown. It was this very cheap hotel that we got for one night. Me and my friend Caesar and we go to sleep after the night. And wake up in the morning and I like get out of bed and I like start brushing my teeth, or whatever. And then Caesar wakes up and he looks at me and he's like, did you wake up in the middle of the night last night? And I was like, no. And then he's like, okay, okay. And casually getting ready. I'm like, why? What happened? Like, what, 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 what are you getting at? He's like, just casually putting his clothes on. He's like, so like, I like woke up in the middle of the night and like, I looked over at your bed and you were asleep, but there was like a man standing over <gasps> uh-uh. your bed and he was dressed in like an old tiny looking like MLB, like baseball oh, uniform. Wait. And he was pulling his pants up over your bed. Kirk, did you get <laughs> I got fucked by a ghost, allegedly. Didn't feel it, which is pretty common when some people. So Babe Ruth put his bat in your mouth. Babe Ruth hit a home run, girl. And I'm like, Caesar, what? Like, why didn't you wake me up? He goes, well, because I was like, I saw it. I was startled. And then I just like, then I was like, did Kirk invite a guy in here? Like, and then I realized it wasn't real or wasn't physical. And then it like went out the door. And I was like, and you didn't think to wake my ass up and be like, let's get the fuck out of here. You just got raped by a ghost. So let's take a pause and let's think about this. Do you think you were orally raped in your sleep? And this man made up this story to cover. Oh my God. And it was him. We can't do that. Legally, we cannot finish this statement. (laughs) No, it wasn't. It wasn't him. But listen. Allegedly. Allegedly. So then, whatever. So I'm more freaked out that he like went back to sleep and like we just slept the whole fucking night and we didn't leave. Like, I'm like, you're crazy. But he was like, I felt so like, I just felt like a weird feeling, which I know people say when they see ghosts that 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 happens. Like you you get like, he's like went back to sleep and like just couldn't deal with the the energy. But so the next day we're still in this fucking scary ass hotel. And I Google the name of the hotel and what comes up like 70 some different ghost stories about this hotel. We should go there. So motherfucker, this happened. Anyway, long story short, that's my run in with the ghost. Andrew, besides any time you walk past a mirror, when did you encounter a ghost? So I don't think it was a ghost, but I also, I think it's because of my upbringing. I don't even remember how old I was. I was pretty young, eight to 10 years old. We had two bathrooms in our house. We had the one that all the kids used. And then the master bath that was attached to my parents' room, of course, the kids almost never used for some reason. And I don't remember why I was told to go shower in my parents' shower. And it was very late at night. I don't really remember the circumstances. My parents' room is at one far end of the house. So I was kind of alone at this end of the house. Who's got like a motorcycle or something? It has to be Kurt. It's literally always Kurt. It's a ghost. It's a ghost. (laughs) It's the ghost of Paul Walker. (laughs) 
Oh my God, I wish. I wish that was the van that came to me in the middle of the night. So I'm in there showering, and for some reason, I felt a presence on the other side of the shower curtain, like in the bathroom. <laughs> and I was absolutely convinced um, that something was there. And like, I, I was so, I remember being so terrified. I didn't even want to pull the curtain back. And I eventually did. And I just like ripped the curtain open showers running and everything and just ripped the curtain open. And obviously nothing was there, but I finished that shower up so fucking fast. And I didn't shower in my parents' bathroom for years after that. The only other time I've ever felt something like that is I have occasionally gotten sleep paralysis. It hasn't mm. happened in quite a while. Oh my God, it's going to happen tonight. It was a very similar feeling, but being fully awake. I know I was fully awake. I know I, I, you know, I just very distinctly remember this. And I was convinced it was a demon, Ooh. probably because of my upbringing and not a ghost. Like I was just like, oh, there's like some demonic presence. Like, there's a part of you that's like, oh, yes, I know exactly what just happened to me. And that sucked. So mine is along the same vein as sleep paralysis. So whenever I was in times of like really, really significant distress, I will have the same dream every night for the longest I recall was like a month. And it is just a dream where like the first half of the dream is like, different but it's always like kind of positive or like neutral i would say like a slightly good day where it's like oh nothing heinous happened so like decent and then out of nowhere it goes from like bright and vibrant to like house of the dragon like dark as shit you can barely see anything you're just like squinting and i'm walking around and i'm walking around and every single time I turn this corner, and I know the corner so specifically, it is the corner in my grandparents' house. So the way that it works is that there's like doorways so you can snake throughout the whole house. And it's the doorway when you're walking towards the back of the kitchen. And if you went straight, you would like walk out to like the back porch. And then if you go right, it leads into like my grandpa's old like storage closet where he had a bunch of his tools. And it was also the only other toilet in the whole house. And like, mind you, I've been having this dream since I was a kid. So sometimes like I would refuse to use that toilet, even though there's, again, only one other toilet in this house. And there's a million of me and my cousins. But as soon as I turn the corner, this like horrifying figure jumps out and it screams at me until I wake up. And like, I hear the laughing and then I wake up again because I didn't actually wake up. <laughs> And it is the worst feeling. Like I wake up in a sweat. My heart is racing. And that will happen for like multiple days in a row. I assume it's just because someone wants me to like never sleep again. But you know what? Some people bed wet and I'll take that. <laughs> Some people get sexually molested by a ghost. Kirk, that is <laughs> staying at a haunted hotel. Sounds so cool. But like. I don't know. I feel like I would be the one who like is unlucky enough to just get fucked over by this ghost. <laughs> yeah. Do you think ghosts can physically affect you or harm you or yeah. not even harm, but like just, just touch or interact with you on a physical level? I think so. I think they can get, I think they can, Maggie shake your head. Yeah. I think they can mess with you. I think they can mess with you if you let them. I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. 
No, I'm going to say it. They can mess with you if you let them. I have to hear from Maggie because like her expressions during us talking have been inscrutable to me. So I don't understand. I don't understand if she was agreeing with me or not agreeing when I was saying that I think the lights just go out. For the first time ever, I agree with Andrew on the majority (sighs) of things in this podcast today. This has just made my week. And I'm really rattled by it. (laughs) Like it's really concerning me. I feel like I'm doing a disservice to Erica on her birthday episode by agreeing with Andrew. Yes. Um, imagine having your face stomped in. Oh, come on. That is so dramatic. <laughs> okay, I'm not saying that there's totally nothing out there. I'm just saying that I really don't know if, like, after you croak, there's really all that much to it. This isn't just about dying in afterlife. Okay, so maybe that's my misunderstanding. Like, I don't believe all spirits are dead people. I don't believe all... That's why that's why I said in the beginning, the like, ghosts has that connotation. It's like Kirk's ghost. But like, as opposed to like this idea of energy and spirit, I believe more in than I do believe in like people haunting people. But I think you can, because I believe that that happened to me. Normally, yeah. When people think of ghosts, your first thought is it's the spirit of somebody who died. So yeah. I think that's where I was coming from is your physical body has died. And then whatever mm-hmm. is this metaphysical, whether it's a soul or a spirit or your consciousness, whatever you want to call it, continues to exist in some form or fashion. You know, Kirk, when you're saying other spirits or, or ghosts, but not being dead people, what do you mean by that? Like spirit could be people that have passed for sure, but it could also just be, I mean, I use it in the way that we use like God, like Christians use God. Like the idea of this, this other thing that is like all being, all knowing the master or whatever you want to call it. Um, I don't believe every spirit has to be like a dead person's spirit. Mm. Like I'm just learning too much about this now to say, but like you could also be a spirit that has never been in the physical form or it could be someone that's been in the physical form a hundred times or um, there could be a, a spirit that does know you through a body that was once your friend or your mom or your dad or something. I just think there's a difference sometimes between spirit and ghost. That goes back to what we talked about with aliens, where we, we all think aliens look like a certain way, but we've never fucking seen one. Aliens could be like a mm-hmm. size of an ant, and it could be like a little thing. Like you know, it's just we've 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 been so ingrained by society as to what a ghost is, what is what an alien is, what what everything is. The way I'm trying to use spirit and universe is about like your intuition. I think they go hand in hand too. Using your intuition as guidance. And that's how I I look to use what we want to call as ghosts. That's why I see them as different things. Okay. Well, I, I like the idea of like spirituality and spirits. I'm with y'all on that, but I have an easier time believing in reincarnation than I do in like things out there. Like Kirk, I I don't really know if that happened to you. I'm going to be honest in the hotel room. I don't think it did. (laughs) Okay, well, you can deny my trauma elsewhere. Thank you. <laughs> and I don't mean to not believe victims, but I just don't. Yeah, like, this is a post-Me Too society, and I don't think this really gels with that, so. Not um, I mean, girl, I don't, remember, I don't even remember it, so let me too. <laughs> did you take a drug earlier in the night? No, I, did my friend take a drug is the question. I, I slept through it. I took something. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time someone I've ghosted has had sex with me, though. Um, or ghosted me, I should say. Oh, my God. 
that's a good point, Maggie, though. Like, I don't know if I believe in the idea of a good, but I just can't keep my mind open to all of it because I think we don't know enough. But uh, my relationship with what we all are calling spirit and I have been feeling more connected than I ever have. So that's why I feel inclined to advocate for that world. The first and only thing I've ever seen Kirk be an advocate for, if I'm being honest. Um, Probably. (laughs) No, that's not true. You've been an advocate for better workplace environment support for clothing. Oh, this is true. That's funny. I forgot about that. Maggie having to remind you. That's how much Maggie organizes our lives. (laughs) Listen, I just want to sue a company and get rich, so I'll find a way. Screw the man. Period, sis. Okay, I'm going to pull a card for everybody. They are oracle cards. They're just fun. I'm gonna. They have a word on them, and then that word is going to have a little blurb I'm going to read you, and that's going to be your card for the day, so hopefully it resonates with you. I'm going to do Erica last, because it's her birthday, so save the best for last. Yeah. So I'm going to do Andrew first. Does that sound cool? <laughs> There's a sound all right. ASMR. This is ASMR. Okay. This is for Andrew. Oh, this kind of is good. Okay, so this is the name of the card. Amplify your positive emotions, which kind of <laughs> makes sense for what has been happening here today. So let me read you what that means. Are you my therapist? Yeah, this card is. There is a ripple effect of energy flowing from you. Be positive. Simply staying happy and sending that happiness out from your heart will benefit those around you. As you adjust your motives and attitudes, this energy flows from you in concentric circles, affecting all of your desires and beliefs. There's a chance to bring good fortune and influences to all of the events in your life. As circles also represent cycles, know that you are continually growing in and out of cycles, growing and changing. With every ending comes a new beginning. Trust that the positive energy you radiate will attract what you wish for. I agree with that. You could be more positive. <laughs> wow. Did that make you feel warm and fuzzy, Andrew? Yeah, it should. I was feeling good up until the end. Yeah, the end kind of like fucked you a little bit. Yeah, it's just it just kind of negated everything that came before it. <laughs> Wow, I hope mine's better than Andrew's. Okay, this is Maggie's. I want to shuffle them. I want to do the... This is a really great experience for our listeners. It's just all this random noise that's happening because, you know, podcasts are famously just like a visual medium. Okay, this is for... Ooh, for Maggie. I don't know what this means, but it might mean something to you. Make a decision is what it says. The decision I don't is think Maggie has problems with that. <laughs> Well, she might. Your sheer determination is highlighted at this time. Your spirit will support your desires and manifestations. The ability to create or destroy has always been within your skill base. That's true. You have the wisdom and confidence need to use the skills constructively. Now is the time to act if you know what it is you want to accomplish and why. Since the powers of transformation are at your command, change your desires into objectives, your thoughts into action, and your goals into achievements. If you have recently met with failure, know you can change your failure into success. The only limits you have are those you impose on yourself. That literally just told you to quit this job. We are. I know. Halfway through, I was like, I'm going to stop reading this one. <laughs> no, but I will be laying in bed tonight thinking about what f- recent failure I've had. Thank yeah, you so much. <laughs> Probably you three. You three. Wow. That's another thing that Maggie and I have in common, because that's what I do in bed, too. Well, I know what I do in bed when there's a ghost around. This is for the birthday girl. I'm ready. Yours is Inner Truths. That's the name of your card. You just sounded so gay when you said, that's the name of your card. (laughs) Okay. Inner (laughs) Truths. This is for your birthday. Okay. 
There is a lot of depth to your feelings. You are on your way to understanding your feelings and desires more clearly. The next steps on your path will soon reveal themselves. Stay vigilant to new opportunities that may lead to the beginnings of novel projects or assist with current ventures. Look around you and within you. Be willing to do the work at the deepest level as you will find jewels of wisdom, knowledge, and the inner voice all waiting patiently to assist you. Nature's crystals are created deep within the earth. Go deep and find your own treasures. Well, mine was actually really good. Yes, of course, of course. That'll be $15 each. <laughs> nice try, Valerie. Oh, should I should pull myself well one? Along. Oh my God, I should pull myself one. Duh. <laughs> Not Kirk making himself laugh. If you want to call and get readings by me. It also comes with a free reading by Kirk for Kirk. <laughs> I also do myself at the end of it. Okay. Ooh. Uh. <laughs> Ooh, this is pretty. Oh, I didn't show you guys the cards. They're really pretty. This one is shift your energy. <laughs> so you only show us. Yeah. Okay, this is literally means telling me all you all you guys to fuck off. Clear your energy. <laughs> the energy of those around you, <laughs> and the energy of this environment. Winds of <laughs> winds of change are blowing into your awareness in order to prepare for what is ahead begin a process of renewal this process might include clearing away that old, the old that no longer has a purpose in your life it also might mean changing old habits and patterns that you are ready to release an example might be actively avoiding overly sugarly foods what <laughs> so this is why is no one else is so specific Fuck this if you are trying to eliminate excessive sugar from your diet that is so fucking specific <laughs> View this as a time of shedding that can be achieved with ease and grace. Fuck you. Fuck these cards. My family's Southern. And when someone's gay, they'll be say, "Ooh, he got a little bit too much sugar in his Apparently, tank. Apparently. <laughs> that's called, this card really fucked up my night. Well, Kirk, it it's happened honestly not for wrong. you. What? It happened for you. It, the, the card told you to quit your job. So you're going to do it? Did it say that? Oh, well, it said. Cleanse your environment. Yeah, this environment I need to cleanse. Please. And I actually, you know what? You know what? I am going to cleanse this environment real quick. I thought that Kirk was literally about to say I quit. I don't quit. But I have I just say it's to cleanse this environment. Kirk is now going to light his whole apartment on fire. And the worst part is this is a podcast so only us three will get to enjoy it. (laughs) No, it'll pick up some of the crumpling I feel. (laughs) My microphone melting. It's just more noise for these listeners that we barely have left at this point to hey, hear. Hey, listeners, I have sage, so if you want to buy it off me. You should have used it after the hotel room. I agree, yeah, but back then I was not as spiritually inclined. Just my be- behind was. <laughs> 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 That's crazy. I had sex with a ghost. All right, Erica, how should we end this beautiful episode? Thank you, everyone, for listening to us banter on about my favorite thing because it's my birthday and i appreciate everyone except for kirk and andrew and i also want to shout out paul for being fake and not joining me for my birthday even though we did not invite him um (laughs) (laughs) and if you're still listening i love you too i'm erica i'm kirk i'm andrew you in danger girl Thank you for listening to Hellscape Carousel. If you like what you heard, leave a five-star review, subscribe, and follow us on social media. Stay tuned for more episodes.